Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Our mission is to take you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, your lifestyle, and your role in His kingdom. We are committed to bringing you solid biblical wisdom combined with practical science-backed lifestyle tips and information to help you care for yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Thank you for joining us. Hello, ladies. I've been looking at several emails from you over the last week or so, and there's been, I've noticed there's three common themes in those emails, but one of those themes that was in almost every email that I've received in the last week and a half or two weeks is failure. And so I've spent a lot of time praying about that. And I believe God has showed me, he wants me to write about and talk about failure with you for the next few weeks. So today, we're going to start by flourishing despite failure and looking at seven women in the Bible's stories. Because there were all sorts of failures in the Bible. As a matter of fact, every single person in the Bible except Jesus experienced failure or failed at one or more things. You'll likely relate to more than one of these women's failures, but I want you as you're listening to ask God what he wants you to learn from these women's stories. And I pray that as you're listening, you recognize how diverse failure is. These women who experienced failure, they're there because God wants us prepared for our failures. He's given us his word so that we can learn how to handle all aspects of life, failure included. So with God's word as our guide, let's learn to flourish through our failures. I pray these stories produce a fertile heart that God is able to grow beautiful, beautiful life flowers in. David Murray says about failure, aim high, but recognize that no one escapes failure and disappointment. So we might as well plan on it and prepare for it with a view to profiting from it. If you're ready to be victorious over feeling like a failure, open your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to show you God's truth while you're listening today. We're going to start in Genesis 3. Eve, she shows us that failing does not equal failure. She was the first woman in the Bible to experience failure. She gave in, ate the fruit, convinced her husband to follow suit, and set the stage for humanity's struggle with failure. Sorry about that. But Eve's struggle with failure didn't end there. She was also a mother who dealt with some really tough kid stuff. One of her sons murdered his brother. Then he walked away from God and his family. 
Talk about something that would make any mom feel like a failure. But we see nothing in scripture about Eve being a failure. And when we read her story in the Bible, we don't think, wow, that woman was sure a failure. (laughs) No, we empathize with her. We see her as a woman who dealt with some tough stuff. And hopefully we learn from her. Eve's story shows us that failure happens when we disobey God and that disobedience comes with consequences, consequences that often affect more than just us. So while Eve didn't fail God, she certainly might have felt like she did. Have you ever felt like something you did failed God? If so, what was it? If your best friend had done the same thing, what do you think God would want her to know? Would he consider her a failure or want her to learn from her mistake? I'm sure you know why I asked that. It's because we often have different expectations for other people than we do for ourselves. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. After this episode, read Genesis 3, 1 through 7, and Genesis 4, 1 through 16, and write down what you learn from Eve's failures. You can also print a PDF with all of the questions from today's episode on it as well. Failures are going to happen, my friend, but God's a God of second chances who'll use our failures to shape us into his image. God blessed Eve with a third son after she'd lost her first two, and she responded to God with a heart of gratitude. Would you pray and ask God to help you thank Him for the things you failed at and the things that have made you feel like a failure? Beautiful things grow from a heart of gratitude. I also want to let you know all of the different Bible verses for the stories today are in the PDF that you can get from the link in the show notes. So our next story, it's Sarah. We've talked about Sarah for the last couple of weeks, and if you missed those episodes, those will be in the show notes as well. But last week, we talked about how Sarah messed up five different times in a matter of five verses. And today, Sarah is showing us that you're not a failure because you fill in the blank. Sarah was barren until she was 90. And because of this, culture said that she had failed her husband and as a woman. Her uterus failed her, though, because God had planned something awesome for this failed uterus. But that wasn't the only failure Sarah dealt with. She decided that she'd waited long enough for God to keep his promise of children and took things into her own hands. The result blew up in her face. You can read about that in or listen to those episodes at the other links. Those were from last week's. But it blew up in her face and it led to even more failures. 
Talk about a decision failing miserably. But did it make Sarah a failure or do we think of Sarah as a failure? No, we sure don't. She's the mother of God's chosen people and we often read her story for encouragement. When our physical bodies don't do what we want them to, it doesn't make us a failure. It means we get to depend on God and trust that he's got the best plans. Do you feel like a failure because of something your body can't do? If so, how do you think God wants you to think of yourself? Be honest and spend some time in prayer asking God to replace your feelings of failure with how He sees you. Sorry, I needed to get a quick drink there. Our third story is Rebecca. And Rebecca's story shows us that our children don't make us failures. Your children don't make you a failure. She's a yet another woman, too, who dealt with the failure of not being able to have children. It's the story of another seemingly failed uterus, but not the story of a woman who was a failure. But this isn't all. When Rebecca finally had children, her oldest son did something that, quote, made life bitter for Isaac and Rebecca. Like Sarah, Rebecca also took things into her hands so that her favorite son would receive the family blessing. The result? Rebecca lost both of her sons. Can you imagine the potential sense of failure she would have felt? She takes things into her own hands, makes a decision, loses her children. A son who went against God's commands and then losing both kids because of something she did. That stuff that would make any woman feel like a failure. There's a lot of failures in the Bible, but like Sarah and Eve, Rebecca's actions didn't make her a failure. God used Rebecca to show us that we're going to fail. We're going to experience failure, but if we'll allow him, he'll teach us and use us for his glory. So have things your children did caused you to feel like a failure? As hard as it is to accept, you aren't responsible for other people's actions, not even if they're your kids. You train them and set an example for them to follow, but ultimately they've got to decide for themselves. When your kids wander outside God's will, cling to Proverbs 22.5 and don't be afraid to remind God of what his word says. Proverbs 22.5 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So remind God of that. It's okay to cry out to God and say, Lord, I trained my child up in the way that he should go. He's not following it, but your word says when he is old, he won't depart from it, Lord. I'm holding you to that. Draw my child back to you. You can pray like that 
Get on your knees if you have a child who has turned away from God and cry out boldly. So our next story, Rachel, and she's going to show us that failure is sometimes associated with competition, but competition doesn't always mean you're a failure. Rachel waited seven years to marry Jacob. And what happened? Her father tricked them by having Jacob marry her older sister instead. Can you imagine the thoughts that may have gone through Rachel's head? Satan loves to attack people with blame, fault, and worthless thoughts. And this could have been a situation he'd use. I'm imagining Rachel after she gets tricked and wasn't able to marry Jacob, sitting there thinking, what did I do? I'm such a failure. I should have done this. I should have talked to my dad first. I should have told him this. I shouldn't have waited so, let him wait so long. Is it because I fill in the blank? And she probably lists out in her head everything about herself she didn't like everything that her older sister had always been throwing in her face. You know how it goes. But Rachel finally did marry Jacob, but it ended up being a competition between these two sisters. And to make matters worse, Rachel was barren. All of this could have left Rachel depressed or with horribly low self-esteem, but the Bible doesn't give us a window into her heart and mind. Rachel had a tough life, but Rachel wasn't a failure. God heard Rachel's cry, and she gave birth to Joseph and Benjamin, and commentaries now refer to her as the great mother of Israel. Why did God bless us with a window into Rachel's struggles with failure? So we'd recognize we're not alone and fully place our hope in God's perfect plan for our lives. Competition will always lead to failure if we're competing as the world does. As women of God, we're to count ourselves as more we're to count others as more significant than ourselves, and we're to run the race for that great imperishable prize of eternal life. That's how we compete by placing ourself in second place and running the race with our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So who or what do you find yourself competing or comparing yourself with? How does getting overlooked make you feel? Write down your answers and be really honest with yourself. Then ask the Holy Spirit to show you how God would answer those questions for you. An example, I always compare my writing and website work to influencers, you know, the ones that pop up on your social feeds, who've been doing this for years versus 
thinking about God who says, whatever I do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's Colossians 3.17. That means that I'm not supposed to compare my progress or success to anyone, but to the best of my God-given ability, I'm supposed to do everything as God's representative and to bring Him glory. And when I shift my thinking, it so changes how I feel. It affects whether or not I feel like a failure or feel like a humble servant who's excited to do what God has asked me to. So our next story is Miriam. And she's going to show us that failure, it's only feedback. Miriam, as you might know, was Moses' sister, and she was with him while he was leading Israel out of captivity. But Miriam had a jealousy issue, and it caused her to mess up big. She got mouthy and spouted off about Moses hearing from God, and God called her out. He showed up in a pillar of cloud, put Miriam smack in her place, and gave her leprosy. Um, I would end up feeling like a major failure after something like this. You? Miriam had to sit all alone and leprous for seven days before God healed her. But Miriam didn't let this failure send her into a spiral of despair. Nope. You find a few chapters later that she rose up and led the Israelite women in songs of praise to God. Failure is guaranteed in life. And instead of letting our failures define our worth, we need to look at failures as a form of feedback. So write down your most recent failures and then think about why you consider things to be failures. Write down what they can teach you, the feedback, and what you could do differently going forward. Pray about these things while you're answering and listen closely for the Holy Spirit's still, small voice. All right, story number six. This one, a lady by the name of Tamar shows us that people can't make you a failure. So Tamar's husband died, and tradition said that the oldest brother-in-law was supposed to marry her to carry out her husband's family line. This was how family names and inheritances were passed on. But he cheated by not following through, and Tamar ended up getting refused by all of her brothers-in-law. No one would marry her. Talk about feeling like a no-good failure. Tamar, she took things into her own hands, though, and ended up pregnant by tricking her father-in-law. What Tamar did was wrong, but God saw her heart, and in the end, Tamar was considered more righteous because of her bold actions to carry on her husband's name. 
Instead of letting other people's actions drag us down, we've got to persevere and recognize that other people don't define who we are. Our identity is found in God and God alone. Disappointments don't make you a failure. They mean God has other plans. So how have other people made you feel like a failure? Think about what they've said or done, and then think about why they may have done what they did. People's actions usually stem from their own hurt and suffering. So instead of letting their actions bring you down and define you, pray for them and ask the Holy Spirit to help you see them as God does. All right, one last woman who experienced failure, and she shows us about faith over failure. But she doesn't have a name. She's just the woman. And you've likely heard this unnamed woman's story. For 12 years, she'd suffered with a discharge of blood. She spent all her money, saw all the doctors, and only got worse. And this disease made the woman legally unclean, unfit to be around other people. Who knows what caused this woman's disease, but think about her for a minute. How would you feel if your disease made you legally unfit to be around people? I'd be racking my brain trying to figure out what I'd done to cause the disease, and ultimately, I'd feel like a good-for-nothing failure. I'd feel worthless. But she also didn't go to Jesus for salvation. And I realize you might not know that part of the story if you don't know it. This woman who wasn't supposed to be around other people heard that Jesus was in town and she went in the midst of throngs of people desperate to just touch the hem of Jesus's garment. But she didn't go to Jesus thinking, oh, I need eternal life. She went to him because she wanted her disease gone. She wanted, I'm sure, to be able to be around all these people that she was around. But God saw a woman who was whose desperate faith would lead to a powerful testimony and bold faith. When you feel like a failure, these Bible verses offer hope, the hope that comes when you place your faith fully in Jesus' hands. Is there something making you feel like a failure that's been going on maybe what feels like forever? What is it, and why does it make you feel like a failure? Then put on your positivity hat and write down every possible way God could answer your prayer for deliverance or healing. Think about all the miracles in the Bible and be bold when you're writing down what God might do with whatever it is that's been going on forever and is making you feel like a failure. Then spend some time asking God to deliver you from whatever it is that's making you feel like a failure.
Well, there you go. Seven women in the Bible who experienced failure of some sort. Every character in the Bible except Jesus failed at one or more things. Do you get the idea God wanted us prepared for failure or learning from other people's mistakes? I sure do. As women of God, we need to share our failures and feelings of failures with others. The women in our life need to know that the world's success ideology isn't reality. Failure is real, and we need to rely on the Holy Spirit to teach us how to thrive in the midst of failure. Our friends and children need to see us depending on God while we walk through failure. How much failure could be prevented in your life or the lives of others if we all shared our failures, feelings of failure, and what God's taught us in it. Think about that for a minute. Even if you feel like nothing but a failure and like you failed at everything in life, what has a past failure taught you? How could it help others? How has a past failure kept you from something far more costly? The biggest question isn't when, where, or how we'll fail. It's what we'll do when we fail. So the next episode in our Thriving with Failure series is going to explore what to do when you failed or feel like a failure. We're actually going to be looking more at the science and the psychology behind handling failure. So be sure and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And until next time, remember that all of these stories and the Bible verses, they come from, they've shown us failure's inevitable, but it doesn't make you a failure. Also, Be on the lookout. If you have not subscribed to the Bought at a Price website, be sure to do that because in the coming weeks, actually the announcement might be in an email that goes out over the weekend, I'm going to be offering an online virtual class for women and it's going to be a... God-focused weight loss class. I don't like to say weight loss class because really it's going to be all about eating healthy and sustainably for life and how when we eat the food our body needs, our body will respond by going back to the weight God intended it to be. So be sure and subscribe to the website. I've put a link in the show notes for that if that's something that you'd be interested in so that that way you don't miss the announcements for that class. And likely the class is going to start in two weeks. So God bless, ladies. I love you. I pray for you, and I am 
every day praying that as God gives me the words to record for this podcast and the words to write on the website, that it speaks to your heart and that you're able to use these words to recognize you are not a failure. And even if you fail at something, it doesn't make you a failure. And God has something else for you because of it. Remember, failure, it's only feedback. So think about what you can learn from it. God bless.